I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched another Betty Boop cartoon. This one is called She Wronged Him Right, and it's from 1934. In short, this is about uh, Betty Boop and some uh, friends or colleagues putting on a uh, melodrama uh, on stage in, in front of a crowd of people um, that has a... A mean bad guy who's trying to foreclose on Betty Boop's farm, uh, steal her away, and then she has to be saved by her uh, her boyfriend, Fearless Fred. Uh, and there's you know climactic fight and stuff like that, but it's all on stage. That's that's the key aspect of it. What did we think of this short? It was cute. It's not like top tier for me because I I think the music, but it was it was a solid short overall. Yeah, I thought it was cute. And I mean, it wasn't top tier. I agree. It's not top tier as far as, I don't know, even animation and things, other things that we'll talk about. But it did, I think it amused me almost more than any of the others. I was just, yeah. And even this, the whole concepts, and we'll talk about more which with what happened on stage. Yeah, it, it just really amused me. Let's get specific then. Um, yeah, I I think we've seen... Betty Boop cartoons, and I especially have seen a lot of Betty Boop cartoons, that has a creepy guy trying to manhandle her and she has to to be saved or whatever. Uh, but what makes this far more palatable is that it's a play, a play that they're putting on. So this mm. guy's not necessarily actually creepy. He's just playing a character for the stage. And they're just over the top with him being the bad guy because yeah. not only is he the full mustache twirling villain with the top hat, but they even just go to great lengths to show you that he's evil bad because as he's walking, he morphs into a rat. He's referred to as a rat. He morphs he's into also, a snake at one point. Yes, yes. Almost remind me of Jafar or something. Uh, and and then I want to say he even, um, did he at one point morph into a, like a devil or something? Or uh, I don't know or if he his... did that. He turned into an octopus when they were fighting underwater. Mm, correct. Correct. Uh, so again, I don't know how that would have worked on stage. <laughs> I, I think it's metaphorical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so again, he was just the mustache twirling villain just, you know, from start to finish. So that that was that was fun and interesting. I don't know why they kept having him bend backwards. That that was the only thing that just kind of bothered me. It was weird. And then uh, the um, the hero... Uh, Fearless Fred. Fearless Fred. He was funny, too. Uh, you know, his... his his movements, which we'll talk about more in, in animation, you know, were kind of like, okay. But yeah, you almost remind me of like a Popeye character as far as how big his chest was and kind of, uh, he didn't have quite as pronounced arms. But I like, you know, they have him chopping down a tree, but he's literally like chopping out core pieces. Like he will like do one chop clean through and then, I don't know, a footer or three feet above it, another one clear through, then, then kick it out with his foot and then keep chopping and fights a bear. Uh, um, can I give away uh, the thing that cracked me up the most is when when the villain captures Betty 
He takes her like, you know, he's going to sail away with her. But they're doing it on a stage. So they have this huge glass container full of water. It's almost like a shower, but it's very large. It's large enough to fit like this pretend boat and and so forth. And then he, almost where the water faucet is or something, he has Betty Boop tied up. And then the water's rising in this glass case that you see it rising. And it starts covering, you know, her her nose and then, of course, where the, the climax in the end is when um, Fearless Fred comes in and rescues her uh, when he's fighting the, the evil villain, mustache-twirling villain. Uh, he 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 punches, you know, he kicks out a hole in this, you know, uh, tank, you know, aquarium tank, whatever, uh, that, that it's all in. And so, you know, sure enough, it drains. And, of course, he rescues Betty. And then they come out through the hole he's kicked through. But, of course, that water has then spilled into the audience. And yeah. so kind of the, you know, the, the, the audience's cute... hands are like raised above yes, the water and they're yes, clapping. Yeah, yeah. You just see, you just see, yeah, they're all covered. So, yeah, really cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the water spilled onto the audience, but also the mechanism they use to fill the tank is still running as well. Right, oh, right. yes, yes. Pouring water out of the tank consistently. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, this is the first of several uh, Betty Boop melodrama spoofs. Um, they, they end up returning to this well at least another time in this same year, and I didn't find that one as interesting, so I chose this one. Um, and apparently uh, this them doing that to begin with is inspired by a series of Terry tunes uh, with Fanny Zilch, uh, sure. a, a less, a lesser known character who's mostly been forgotten to the sands of time. But thanks Terry tunes. One of the studios that I'm not watching because it's just too much guys. I can only watch so much. Yeah. Maybe one day <laughs> I'll look at Terry tunes, but like they're just, they're not the cream of the crop, and I can only deal with so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, this also marks the first appearance of Betty's semi-regular boyfriend, Fearless Fred. Oh, um, okay. He appears a lot in the melodrama ones, but I saw at least one cartoon um, where she's just chilling at a beach, and he's like a, a lifeguard that, mm, that okay. saves her when she's going to drown or something. Um, so, so, yeah, he's, he's a recurring character. He's not... Uh, necessarily one of her most uh, recurring characters. Um, that's a dog we haven't met yet, but um, but uh, but yeah, he he. This is not the last time that we'll see him, and he's he's kind of her boyfriend. So yeah. yeah, darn! I was looking forward to her having a human boyfriend, but they go back to the dog, right? No, I'm. She hasn't. She ends up getting an actual little dog named like Poochie oh, or something. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I found amusing is that they had all these animals because she was like, she had her, I think it was called Betty's farm or something, but she had a little farm. So her little house was on a farm and the premise initially with the mustache twirling villain was he was coming to repossess her house and she didn't have the money for it. But all these animals on the farm, they were, they were, it starts off where she is pacing back and forth on her front porch because she's really stressed and worried, uh, not knowing what she's going to do because she has no money. But then all the animals, so first you have a, a, a cat and a mouse, you know, a rat that are also pacing, but they're standing on two legs and they have their little hands behind their, their backs, kind of like she's doing pacing back and forth. And then when it zooms to the barn and all the other animals, like all the animals, the cows, the pigs, you know, the donkey or the horse, I don't know if there's a donkey, but there was a horse. They're all standing on two legs with their hands behind their let their their backs, 
pacing back and, you know, and stuff. So it was really, it was really funny. Yeah. Do you want to talk some more about the animation and stuff too? Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of that, that jump, you know, a little bit of jumpy animation that I, I'm not totally thrilled about. But other than that, I mean, it was fairly fluid. I also enjoyed that there wasn't, you know, like a lot of repetition or anything like that. Uh, and so, and, and I also feel like they did um, a, a good job with distinguishing the different animals, you know, the mouses, you know, the characters, especially the mustache twirling villain versus, you know, her boyfriend, um, Fearless Fred. Fearless Fred. I want to say Pete for some reason. No. I keep wanting to say Pete, but Pete yeah. is Mickey's Sorry, villain. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but Fearless Fred. Uh, but yeah, um, and and otherwise, you know, and especially just the whole premise of being on a stage and, you know, oh gosh, sorry, the, the aquarium tank <laughs> with the getaway. I just wasn't expecting that. That was so funny. Um, I also like the gag where uh, Fred got tied to a horse and was being dragged oh, off. Yes. And then he's just kind of like, I'm going to go the other way now. And he yes. just like starts walking the other way and is stronger than the horse. So Yeah, because I was wondering about that because before that had happened, we had seen him not only be chopping down the street, but then fight this bear and, you know, and come out wearing a bear skin. So, you know, that he was victorious over the bear. Uh, and, and yeah, so I'm like, why is this being such an obstacle with him with the horse? But apparently it wasn't. In that sense, it reminded me of one of the, Popeye cartoons where uh, the the bad guy is sitting on him and he's almost bored. He's almost kind of like oh, sure, yeah, yawning, yeah. and that's what it kind of reminded me of. He's fearless, fearless Fred. Yeah, fearless yeah. Fred. He's like, oh, okay, I'll be dragged along for a while. Okay, I'm bored with that. I'm how did, how did you like his various uh, running animation cycles? Oh, I know that was what was a little bit too. Is that was that was funny, but it was. You know, like I said, it, it's not my favorite kind of animation, but honestly, in the context of all of this, I think it kind of added to it just being it being amusing to me. Yeah, I think he's he's got some characterization to him that I'm not sure was meant in that way at the time, but that to, to modern audiences, he can sometimes read a little more like a dandy, which I find fun like the he'll he'll like prance about and stuff like that oh, yes. but then he's also he's real he's real strong and muscular but also he's got beautiful eyelashes yes <laughs> yes and yes. you know good for him yes uh, but I, I think that's also just partially of the time because i'm thinking of even like uh snow white and the seven dwarves and like the dwarves. the <laughs> I, love I love it and um. the prince like ha- look basically looks like he's got makeup on that's not it's not supposed to like necessarily be effeminate in any way. He's just the handsome prince and that's being handsome uh, involves looking like that, Um, (laughs) which is cool. Um, In a lot of ways, things were a lot worse in 1930s, but maybe they were a little bit right about this one. Maybe it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) For for men to look like this. Yes. And, and as you were saying with the almost kind of like prancing feet as he was running, they also, I, I found it cute because they also, it sounded like oh, the horse clomping. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was cute. Yeah. What did you guys have any thoughts about the sound design? I think generally on point. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like I said, though, the, the music, the music was like standard for the time rather than something that differentiated it from other shorts. Yeah. Not particularly jazzy or anything either. There's a song, uh, Let's Put Out the Lights and Go to Sleep. I like that song, though. Yeah. Uh, by Herman Hupfield. 
Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it's it's a cute little song, but it's not jazzy, and there's not like a kind of jazzy score going on here, which yeah. I think is what some of the stronger Betty Boops tend to have. Um, they used like the William Tell overture, like they relied yeah. on some classical stuff. Which, yeah, I mean, it works and it's good, um, but I, I think it's not a hundred percent playing to to Betty's strengths, at least as as I see them. I don't know. She's at her strongest when she's with Cab Calloway music. I don't know. They had some interesting gags, the cat and the mouse that were with her at the beginning and pacing to that song. I think you were talking about Turn Out the Lights. First, they had the cat. It was kind of strange. I wasn't quite understanding it. It was almost like the mother cat turned into a bed and then her baby cats climbed into the bed and then she walked off as the bed. Yeah. Um, but the one that I thought was was cuter was the the mice were then kind of put in a cage and, you know, kind of this forlorn, I took it as because they, you know, couldn't pay the mortgage either. Uh, so they were caged. And then when when that song played about the lights out, then mm-hmm. it was like curtains were drawn on the cage. And then it was like a cane pulled them off. You know, yeah. the old gag of, you know, grab the, the cane and pull someone off stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they that that cane was used multiple times, especially mm-hmm. when the villain first appeared and stuff. And they also had fun with... Uh, Stuff coming from like behind behind the scenes uh, out of the side, like when they were fighting in the water and the uh, lightning thing, uh, yes. someone like had extend and, and hit the villain like two or three times. Yes, yes. And the other kind of unexpected gag with the cane pulling is when well, Betty went and I don't know. I'm trying to remember the cane was maybe it was with the villain, but then somehow Betty and the villain were inside the house. The cane pulled away the facade of the Correct. front of the house. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, is then yeah. that came and that was that was unexpected. That was cute. Yeah, that's, I like that too. Um, let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Um, decently overall. Um, especially because it is just knowingly a spoof, which I think to some degree a lot of Betty Boop cartoons are, but this one is is even more focused on the artificiality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's some some potential anti-Semitic stuff just with kind of what the mustache twirling villain, not just in this but in general, looks like, tending to have like a hook nose and that sort of thing. But uh, but overall, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's. I think it holds up fine enough. Uh, I guess we don't relate as much as they did in 1934 to to Betty's circumstances um, of, of like having a farm and having it foreclosed on. Certainly foreclosures still happen here. Uh, but like, yeah, I think uh, that was especially pertinent, you know, uh, during the Great Depression. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, that that had... Uh, extra significance back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall it holds up fine. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I, I didn't see any really big issues. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites then. What was your least favorite moment? I think for me, it's when uh, they have different like scene changes. So they'll have curtains go. And then one of the curtains had like a little cut through it and then started talking uh, and I'm like, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did vocalize that at the time. Too. Yeah, just a little personal preference of like. I'd prefer you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna say that that that's a really good one. I'm gonna say I did not like it when his mustache turned into hands or something. <laughs> that was just kind of creepy. That happened a couple of times where, like the the very end of the tip of his mustache, you know, turned into hands, and they would pick something up or do something, and it was like, oh, that's a little bit too much. I didn't like when the cat turned into a bed and then the kittens Ooh. got on it. Yeah, I just no, it's that's just fair. Yeah. I'm just not big on it. Sure. Yeah, no, like that, it's it's fair. fine. It doesn't offend me, but I just don't really like it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I think I'm still going to keep the mustache, but yeah, I absolutely did not like that either. What was your favorite moment? I think for me, it was the the villain getting smashed out of the glass, and then the the water starts pouring or whatever. Just kind of that that climactic thing. It looks cool. They have like two different shots, both the head on that most of it's on with, but a side view also of of Betty and Fred stepping out of it, and then the pull away that like shows everyone's just like underwater but still clapping. It's it's a good little end. Yeah, I'm gonna say that too because it was uh, you know. I almost want a first snapshot to the where the the curtain opens and it's this tank that they're escaping in and I'm like wait wait and then once my brain wrapped around it I, that was just so funny to me because I'm like yeah I mean how are you going to show water on a stage you know to that magnitude and that was so funny but yeah then then it was just so unexpected to open the curtain because I wondered I'm like okay where's all this one this this water going it looks like it's going to affect the audience and sure enough but I didn't expect them to be underwater just the hand showing so that was funny. I, I actually liked the uh, the song, mostly where, like, Betty Boop was singing the song initially, uh, where she was, like, checking. She's like, I don't have any anything. And she checks her garter and she checks. She turns around and checks in her uh, <laughs> dress. I think she says in my purse, though. Um, yeah, I liked when, like, it was focused on her singing the song. Who was your least favorite character of the, like three characters in the short unless you really want to like highlight one of the background characters as your least favorite i don't know that's tough i know right um, it feels like all three of them are doing good you know can, can i just i'll say the mama cat because i didn't <laughs> i didn't like her turning into the bed that was kind of creepy you like that. bad acting I'll choice <laughs> mama cat yeah i'll say mama cat it's not that he was bad but i think my least favorite would be fearless fred he has some good stuff, though. I think I'm going to go with that, too, but it's like a thin margin. Like, really? all, I think all three of the principal characters are, are doing good here. If I have to choose the principal character, I would also say Fred. Just because, you know, the way he moved and stuff, I didn't... Very barrel-chested. Like well, yeah, but it was. I think it was when he was running or something. I just didn't like his movements. It, it was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did fine. But I, I out of the three, yeah. Who was your favorite character? I think I'll go ahead and give it to He's a Rat. Yeah. Stage <laughs> stage name, presumably not his actual name. Yeah. Um. He, he's he's just a, a fun villain. He seems to be hamming it up a lot. I like his his initial entrance. He's hamming it up, and the cane like pokes him to get be like get on with it. <laughs> um. He just seems to, he seems to be having a, a good time, just playing that villain role, and he's doing it well because the audience hates him. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll agree. He takes the like tomatoes and stuff in stride. He does. It, does, it doesn't uh, mess up his performance. It's like, on some level, he knows that that means he's doing a good job. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with that, too. It's just like, yeah. Um, in fact, I, I want to say, um, remember on Frosty the Snowman, the, the evil ma- magician? Sorry, you know, he is so much better. <laughs> you know, because again, he's just really totally leaning into his evilness. Um, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And twirling his mustache a lot. Of course, got to twirl that mustache. <laughs> 
Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I'll give a, a light recommendation. There's not a ton stand out about it, but like I said, it was a solid short. You want something to add to the rotation. It was enjoyable. As for rating, I'll give it a 2.75. Yes, actually, I'm in agreement with you, Valerie. I am also going to lightly recommend, and I think 2.75 is, is a good is a good rating is what I'm feeling. Because again, it, it was cute uh, and there was a lot of funny things, but it's not like it was, you know, blew me away animation wise or anything else. So yeah, 2.75. Yeah, I recommend it. It's a cute little short. Um, I'll give it a three. I just, I think it's solid. Um, and yeah, uh, if you, if you want to see a, a fun little cartoon spoof on melodramas of the time, um, you could probably do a lot worse. The Terry tunes are probably worse. I don't want to be rude, but I just... You haven't even watched them. Maybe they're amazing. I'm probably missing out on beautiful cinema, and <laughs> everyone can go tell me in the comments on one of the places where our podcast is at. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. And next time, we will be catching back up a little bit with Warner Brothers. I don't think we've seen them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they're still not making anything amazing, but... I don't think this next one's too bad. We'll we'll have to see. Uh, it's also, most importantly, going to be in color, which I oh, believe whoa. is the first foray we've seen Warner Brothers take into that field. So Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Next time. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Testing. Let's test the thing right now. I mean, you're not talking as loud as you are in a little song, babe. Oh, okay. Sorry. Can you try talking? Thank you. Thank you. Stop talking. I love just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just was not expecting that. Who was your... I didn't get to say anything. I'm so sorry. Your face looks I so forgot. <laughs> I, I was already in my head like, and now we're going to do this. Aww. Sorry. Aww. Okay. Anyway. <laughs>